Welcome to Walking by Faith, where we believe that God's relevance extends to every aspect of our lives. Our goal is to empower you with the tools you need to grow in your faith journey. And that's why you can access Pastor's Notes in a snap. Download our app today to follow along. Our lives are full of choices. What we listen to, what we watch, what we soak up from the world around us, it all shapes who we are. But here's the kicker, not all of it aligns with God's playbook. Are we being mindful of what's finding its way in our hearts, our minds, and even our homes? In a world that's ever connected, guarding a heart is like blocking the haters on social media. Essential. Let's get started with today's message, Breaking Free. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11, kind of our springboard text for this whole series, says, Lee, Satan should take advantage of us because we're not ignorant of his devices. I know a lot of Christians feel like, well, you know, uh, the devil's not bothering me. You know, why do we even need to talk about the devil? Well, first of all, we don't want to draw attention to the devil. That's not our purpose. It's like if a mailman is delivering mail, he's walking, delivering mail on a street, and he gets attacked by a dog. So what he does is he gets every sort of dog repellent, he gets himself in a big costume and starts walking up and down the street. Right? And any dog that shows up, he sprays. How many of you know he's missing his purpose? His purpose is to deliver mail, not deal with dogs. But in order to deliver the mail, you got to deal with the dog. Right? And that's what the devil's like. Right? We are not fascinated with the devil. But in order to get our job done, all right, we've got to deal with the devil. Because the Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Peter is writing to Christians. He's not writing to unbelievers. He's writing to Christians. In um, Acts chapter 5, it says, Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Ananias and his wife Sapphira, they're Christians. They're part of the church. But yet Satan had filled their hearts. In Ephesians 6, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. You know, the Bible tells us to submit to God and resist the, the devil. So, so as Christians, we cannot ignore the fact that we have an enemy, right? Now, in Ephesians chapter four, it says, give no place to the devil. It says, don't give him an inroad. But there is one place that every Christian has to have for the devil, and that's a place in your theology. You have to recognize there is a devil. He's real. He's a malevolent, wicked, evil being who comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. He is your adversary and the enemy of your soul. Right? We have to recognize that. And we can't live as if there is no devil. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. The last time the devil submitted to you is the last time, I should say this way, the last time the devil fled from you is the last time you submitted to God and resisted the devil. Some of us just want to submit to God and act like there is no devil. He will eat your lunch. Right? When he shows up, 
He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and we need to resist him. All right. So where do we go? There's two. The, 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 the supernatural realm is real, but it has two sources. There's light. There's darkness. There's God and there's Satan in his realm. Just because something is supernatural does not mean it's good. But we're living in a society today where anything that happens that's supernatural, we're encouraged to embrace it. Right? But there is an evil and there is a godly supernatural. Perhaps in, in Exodus chapter 7 is one of the clearest places this is shown. It says, so Moses and Aaron went into Pharaoh. And they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and it became a serpent. So God has told him, this is what you're going to do. You go, you go into Mo, to, to Pharaoh, you throw down the rod. and It's going to be a sign to him that I'm God, that I'm the one that is sending you. And they do it. And, they, and his, his, his rod becomes a snake. But Pharaoh called his wise men and sorcerers, his magicians, his, his new age channelers. So the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. And every man threw down his rod and they became serpents. And Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8 tells us a little bit about these magicians. Their names were Jannes and Jambres, and they were the two principal men that were Pharaoh's magicians. They were occult practitioners. Now, the Bible says just like they opposed Moses, the same thing is going to happen in the last days. And it is happening in our day. Now, what I want you to notice is God had a supernatural. The devil had a supernatural. Now, the interesting thing is Aaron's rod gobbles up their rods, all right? which is really a type of what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus said in John chapter three, like Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the son of man will be lifted up. See, when Jesus was on the cross, he became sin for us and he swallowed up all your sin. He swallowed up all my sin. And then Moses, excuse me, Aaron reaches down, grabs that rod, that snake, and it becomes the rod of God again, which is exactly what Jesus did. But there's two sources for supernatural. There's the demonic, and then there's the supernatural that comes from God. Now, there, there, there are five doorkeepers, all right, or five doors really into that you like guarantee you're going to have a demonic attack on your life. And I wanted to talk about two of them, but let me just mention the five. First, there's fear. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Second Timothy one, seven unforgiveness, bitterness. All right. Um, Ephesians chapter four. It says, be angry, don't sin, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't give Satan a foothold, an opportunity, an open door, unforgiveness. Then there's the occult. We could add with that new age, spirit guides, magicians, witchcraft. That would be the third door. 
then unclean or unnatural sexual practices, right? Um, often in the Gospels, when Jesus is dealing with spirits, and by the way, it's interesting, Jesus comes and starts to cast out spirits, and this is what they said. What new doctrine is this? That he commands even unclean spirits, and they come out. See, all through the Old Testament, nobody could cast a devil out. You know, David played on his harp, and the demon left, right, because of the worship, because of the presence of God. But nobody was taking authority over spirits. And by the way, that's the authority that Jesus gives us, right? In Mark chapter 16, he, said, he says, uh, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. The first thing he mentions, they'll cast out demons, right? That's for every believer. So unclean sexual practices, unnatural, right? And again, Jesus would address a spirit as an unclean spirit. It's a sexually perverse spirit, right? And then number five, idolatry, right? Worship of a false God, being in a false religion. Those are doors that like just swing wide open for the devil to come in. Now, when he comes, this is what an attack will often look like. Depression, mental illness, suicidal thoughts, sickness, disease, fear, oppression, addictions of every kind, confusion, calamity, uh, financial attacks. He, what does he come to do? Kill, steal, destroy. John chapter 10, verse 9, Jesus said, I am the door. And if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go out and come in and find pastors. Jesus is the door into the supernatural. It's just that simple. And any other way in is the wrong way in. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father except by me. I can say it this way. Not all ways lead to God. You're going to hear people say it all the time. Well, there's different ways to get to God. No, there's just one way. Jesus is the door. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Isaiah 8, verse 18. Listen here. This is actually a prophetic statement. This is Jesus speaking. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. By the way, we are the children. We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts. So Jesus and the church, his children, were for, how are you for, how many of you are for signs and wonders? Jesus said, that's what we're for. And notice he says, from the Lord of hosts. Not every sign and wonder comes from the Lord of hosts. So he goes on and he says, when they say to you, speak those who are, seek those who are mediums and wizards, spirit guides, fortune tellers who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead on behalf of the living? To the law and to the testimony, if they don't speak according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. All right? That's very clear, isn't it? He said, look, you go to God. You don't go to the occult. The Living Bible says it like this. It says, check these witches' words against the word of God. If their message is different than mine, it's because I have not sent them and they have no light or truth in them. So there is a supernatural that does not come from God. And God says, you beware, beware, stay away. Uh, don't go. He, he literally says, don't go to the dead. 
on behalf of the living. Um, today, spirit guides are so, so, I mean, they, they're talking about it all the time. On cartoons, my goodness, for goodness sake, they have spirit guides, right? Now, there's supposed to be a dead person, somebody that died thousands of years ago. Every one of them is a demon. Every one of them is a demon. Often in the Bible, they're called familiar spirits. And uh, we'll, we'll look at that in just a moment. In Job chapter 4, we find one of Job's friends has a supernatural encounter. It says, now a word was brought to me stealthily. My ear received a whisper of it. Amidst the thoughts from visions of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, dread came upon me and trembling, which made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. I've never had that chicken like, get that stuff standing up. All right. All my bone shapes stood up. It stood still, but I couldn't discern its appearance. All right. So this spirit passes by him as he's laying on his bed and it's standing next to him. Now he can see something's there. He can't tell exactly what it is. And by the way, when a vision is from God, it's always crisp and clear. Right? He, he could not make this out. He could tell something's there. I don't know exactly what it is. A form was before my eyes and there was silence. And then I heard a voice and the spirit starts to speak to him. And one of the reasons we know for sure this is a demon is because of what he told him. All right. He gave him a message straight from hell. All right. So godly supernatural, ungodly supernatural. Deuteronomy 18 is one of the places where it lays it out very clear for the children of Israel in their day. He says, when you enter into the land that God, your God, is giving you, don't take, don't take on the abominable practices of life of the nations there. Don't you dare sacrifice your son or your daughter in the fire. Moloch, actually in, in the image of Moloch, there was a spot to put your child and they would put fire underneath it and burn your child to death right, as a sacrifice. Um, today, we just have abortion clinics. Don't practice divination. That's any type of witchcraft, any type of fortune telling whether it's a Ouija board, a crystal ball, a palm reader, tarot cards, any of that. Don't practice divination horoscopes. Um, the only stars that should affect your life, there's only one, right? And that's the bright morning star, and his name is Jesus. That's the, all, all that horoscope stuff straight from the pit of hell. Sorcery, fortune telling, witchery or witchcraft, casting spells, holding seances, channeling with the dead against spirit guides. All right. God says none of that. The people who do these things are an abomination to God. It is because of such abominable practices that the Lord your God is driving these nations out before you. And simply put, when God says it's an abomination, it's because it is demonically motivated and demonically empowered. The Living Bible says the same thing a little different. It says any Israelite who presents his child to be burned, in the, burned to death 
as a sacrifice to gods must be killed. No Israelite may practice black magic, call on evil spirits for aid, or be a fortune teller, or a servant charmer, a medium, a wizard, or calls forth the spirits of the dead. Just a little bit different saying. Now, particularly today, I think Harry Potter, the, the books, the movies, just really opened up our culture to a demonic realm without pe people even knowing what was happening. But when we talk about the occult, and when the Bible talks about the occult, here's the things that would be included. First would be Eastern meditation. Now, the Bible talks a lot about meditation, but it says you're going to meditate on the Word of God, right? You fill yourself. You fill your mind with God's Word. But in Eastern meditation, you empty yourself. It's not fill yourself with something. It's empty yourself with something. And they give you a word that you're supposed to like speak over and over and over again. By the way, that word is the name of a Hindu god. And you're, just, you're calling on that God again and again and again. It's a term, it just opens you up to the demonic realm. Eastern religion, tarot cards, Ouija boards. I don't know how popular they are now. I know when I was a teenager, they were very popular. All right? Crystal balls, levitation, you're levitating tables, doing things. It's demonic power. New age, spirit guides, fortune telling, automatic writing, levitation, crystal balls, uh, reincarnation, books that deal with the occult and reincarnation, symbols, um, particularly a lot, of, a lot of times jewelry will have symbols on it. And sometimes those symbols are from false religions, particularly Eastern and African religions, right? Um, I, I had a friend, um, someone gave him a piece of, uh, uh, it was actually kind of like a bracelet and it had a couple things on it and he was wearing it and he developed a rash and it got over his whole body and prayed and prayed, nothing happened. And as he was praying one day, he, he just felt like God showed him that bracelet. He took that bracelet and destroyed it. And within 12 hours, every bit of the rash was off his body and gone. Symbols. Um, burning incense to Krishna, the zodiac, Satanism, crystal balls, astral projection, soul travel, out-of-body experiences, parapsychology, ESP, reader advisors, palm readers, psychic counselors, um, voodoo, curses, reincarnation. Why go to the devil if you want a word from God, for goodness sake? Now, I'm going to say something about these spirit guides. Right? Again, the Bible refers to them often as familiar spirits. Right? The reason they refer to them as familiar spirits is because they're familiar with facts about you. They know things that have happened in your life. They could tell you something that you and your aunt talked about in a closed room 20 years ago. Nobody else was there, but they might know about it. They're familiar with things. And they can be extremely accurate going backwards. They're not very accurate going forwards. They're taking guesses going forward. They may try to tell you what's going to happen. It's a guess. But what they do is they suck you in on the front end, telling you something that only you and somebody else would know. 
And again, they will tell you that's a spirit guy. That's somebody who died 10,000 years ago. And they have all this help that they have for you. No, it's a demon spirit. It's an imposter who's trying to get an inroad into your life. In the postmodern world that we're living in, people hate to be told that anything is wrong, especially by God or the church, especially. Leviticus 19, give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Right? Now, we would call them spirit guides, those, those familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 20. And a person who turns to mediums and familiar spirits to prostitute himself with them. So this is an Israelite who's supposed to be in covenant with God. And they're going to Satan. I'm going to set my face against that person to cut him off from his people. Now, there are fakes in abundance. Right? Not, not everybody who says they've got some connection has a connection. But a real medium will enter into a trance and become a channel for a demon spirit to give you information. But once you do that, you open up a door. Now, 1 Samuel chapter 28, King Saul has departed from the Lord and he's trying to get God to speak to him. God's not speaking to him. And so he said to his servants, seek me a woman who has a familiar spirit that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, behold, there is a woman who has a familiar spirit in Endor. So Saul disguises himself and he goes and he says, bring me up Samuel. I want to talk to Samuel, the prophet. She gets in the trance and instantly she says, you're Saul. She instantly has supernatural. She knows what's going on. And then she says, oh, I see a form. And uh, by the way, that was not Samuel. That was an evil spirit. You say, how do you know that? Because the Bible tells us so. First Chronicles chapter 10. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not. And also for asking counsel of one who had a familiar spirit to inquire of it. And inquired not of the Lord. Who did he inquire? He inquired of it. He inquired of a familiar spirit, not God. It wasn't Samuel, God's prophet, that showed up. It was a demon spirit that showed up. But all of those things that we're mentioning, they open a door for a spirit. Yet you voluntarily do something. And when you voluntarily do something, it opens a door for a demonic attack on your life. Deuteronomy 7, verse 26. Nor shall you bring an abomination into your house lest you be doomed to destruction like it. You shall utterly detest it, utterly abhor it, for it's an accursed thing. Now, it's talking here about bringing an idol or a demonic artifact, something that's used in demonic worship. It says it's an abomination, but don't bring it into your house, all right? Because you're, you, bec you become doomed to destruction. It is an open door for the enemy. Don't bring an idol into your home or to, and worship it. For then your doom is sealed. Living Bible. 
Amplified, neither shall you bring an abomination into your house, lest you become an accursed thing like it. But you shall utterly detest and abhor it, for it's an accursed thing. Um, Howard Carter uh, was general, general superintendent for the Assemblies of God in Great Britain for quite a few years. Um, he started the first um, Pentecostal Bible College in, in England. Uh, he had a missionary come from India who, was, who spoke to the students. And when he left, he left a brass cobra, about this big, wound up cobra. You know how they have their mouth open. And he left that. And, and they put it in the back of the main classroom. Howard Carter said, suddenly when he did that, 60 to 70 percent of his students were falling asleep every lecture. And he said, I'd never had people fall asleep. So he prayed about it. And the Lord said, it's that brass serpent. So he took the serpent, dug a hole six feet deep behind the school and buried it and didn't tell a soul. He said, I never had one single student fall asleep again in my class. Now see, artifacts can carry a demonic curse with them or a demonic presence with them. As I mentioned before about, about my personal friend, in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 20, whether the things which Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to demons and not to God, and I don't want you to have fellowship with demons. So when someone goes and worships an image, right, they may make a sacrifice to that image. They may pray to that image. They do homage to that image. They worship that image. The Bible says it's not the image. It's a demon that receives that worship. He says, and I don't want you to have fellowship with demons. It's that when you do that type of a worship, you enter into a relationship with that spirit. That's so when you come to God and you worship God, you're entering into a relationship with God. Acts chapter 19, uh, beginning with the 13th verse. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. There were also seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish high priest, who did so. The evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? They, were, they had no faith. They had no right to use the name of Jesus. They weren't believers like you. Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. They were the first streakers right there. This became known both to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling in Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also, many of those who practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. This is millions of dollars. They didn't sell them. They burned them. They destroyed them. And, and that's what needs to happen to occult books. Right? That's what needs to happen to occult paraphernalia. You don't sell it, you destroy it. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Again, in Acts 16, 
we find another encounter with the occult. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed by a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. Now today they might call this person just a fortune teller, a reader, advisor, a spiritual counselor. Um, Today somebody might read your palm. They might look into a crystal ball, use tarot cards, or they may be a a, a little less sneaky and just say, I'm a spirit guide and my spirit is telling me. Now the Bible says, spirit of divination, the, the Greek says she had a python spirit. A python spirit. We all know what a python does. It wraps itself around its prey and tries to squeeze it to death. All right? Now, that is what happens when a person becomes involved in the occult. That spirit. Now, um, in, in Mark chapter 5, Jesus is dealing with a demonic situation. In, in, and so he comes to the region of the Gadarenes, this man who wears no clothes, who lives in the tombs, who's constantly yelling and screaming. The Bible says he cuts himself. And by the cuttings of the devil, he's cutting himself. And he comes to Jesus. And Jesus said to the man, to the demon, he said, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And Jesus said, what's your name? And he answered, my name is Legion, for we are many. My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him, Jesus, that Jesus would not send them out of the country. So he begged the head spirit that he would not send them, all of them, out of the country. Now, a large herd of signs was feeding near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out. So there was one spirit that was the dominating head spirit. And he was, he was doing the speaking. And Jesus dealt with all of them, but it starts out the one spirit is speaking. Now listen, when anyone goes to an occult practitioner, there is a demonic spirit that is working through that person. But that spirit has minions. That spirit has other spirits. Let me say it like this. You go to, to, to an, an occult practitioner to have your, your fortune told. And you walk in alone, but you'll never leave alone. There will be a demon spirit that will leave with you. What does he come to do? Kill, steal, destroy. Mental problems, depression, suicidal thoughts, sickness, disease. I mean, the the gamut of what demonic spirits do. But when you open the door by purposefully, willfully doing something with the occult, you never leave alone. You never leave alone. That spirit will follow you home. Did you know the Bible says we've written these things to you that you may know that you have everlasting life? That's right. Know that you have it. 
Not, I hope I'm on my way to heaven. Not, I'm trying to be a good person. But you're supposed to know, not find out when you die, but know that you're right with God. And if you don't know that in your heart, I want to pray with you today. If you say, I want to be right with God. I want to be forgiven. I want to be a part of his family. I want to live for God. If that is you and you don't know for sure, you're just like, I thought I'd die and find out if I made it to heaven. Would you bow your head, pray this prayer with me? Just say, oh God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins. And I believe that he rose again. And I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I'm holding nothing back. I'm going to live for him every day. And I thank you that you love me, that you've heard my prayer, that you forgive me, that I'm a part of your family now today and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that simple prayer, God heard that prayer, and you really are forgiven and right with God. Now, I wrote a book to help you keep growing spiritually, and I want to give it to you absolutely free of charge. Now, you can download that book, or you can contact us, and we will send you a hard copy free of charge. And again, this book is going to help you. It is going to bless you in your spiritual walk. God bless. If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, congratulations, you're making one of the best decisions of your life. We're so excited for you. Just like Pastor said, we'd love to send you a free copy of his book, Your New Life. Log on to walkingbyfaith.tv where you can have a copy mailed to you, download it instantly, or check out our audiobook. You can also find all these things in our app. This free book is a great resource as it's full of practical advice and encouragement to help you live a life of faith. Claim your free copy today. Walking by Faith is changing lives, and we want you to be a part of it. Your gift will help us continue to produce inspiring content that encourages people to change the way they think and empowers them to use their voice. When you sow into God's kingdom, He will pour out His blessings upon you, just like it says in Malachi 3.10. There are three easy ways to give. Text WBF Give to 1-888-364-GIVE, visit walkingbyfaith.tv slash give, or click on the giving icon in our app. Thank you for your support. Are you ready to outsmart the devil and claim victory in your life? Pastor Dwayne's book, 21 Things the Devil Cannot Do, is the ultimate guide to stop the enemy in his tracks. Discover the devil's limitations and unlock the power within you with this practical, empowering guide. Don't miss out. Get your copy today at walkingbyfaith.tv and step into the life of triumph over the forces of darkness. We pray that you shake off those influences that dim your shine and embrace the freedom to thrive. If you're in need of prayer for any reason, we would love to connect with you. By scanning this QR code, you can send us a prayer request, download our app, read our weekly devotionals, and so much more. To rewatch today's episode with closed captions, you can now find us on Rumble. We'll see you again next time. Until then, be blessed.